You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. time here and we are back and i you, you got lucky here i didn't go all well time. i was gonna say i feel like you got a little weak on us that's fine i like it <laughs> and we are back for another episode of the cinnamon sugar podcast Ooh, hey. you, baby. <laughs> oh yeah early 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 hey i just want to make sure we kick this thing off the right way i, I i'm 100 percent finna take over the damn podcast time yeah that's i don't different. care I, I I'm just letting you know I am pissed off because did you see the did, did you see the Pro Bowl game did you th- no the Pro Bowl games <laughs> what the hell was that I honestly didn't waste my time I heard about it all that kind of stuff but I had no there was no way I was watching that crap what what, what are we doing here bro like I I I, I understand like I. All-star games in general. Maybe that's what we need to discuss and what we need to talk about. All-star games in general. One, Gary, do you agree that they need to be had or you disagree that they need to be had? And whether you agree or disagree, how do you fix the current situation? Because even watching, I mean, the NBA, when you look at their their all-star game, uh, it's very entertaining, but again, it's basketball. To entertain people, all you got to do is dunk or 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 do something like that 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 hasn't been done in a game. Because you'll be allowed to do it in this game because it's more relaxed. So therefore, you can say that you have it in the game. Well, when you're playing football or any other sport, baseball or anything for that matter, um, you know what I'm saying. You're talking about something different then. So it, it, it's it's interesting. I, yeah, I'd love yeah, like, I've always said I think the Pro Bowl was a joke anyways. Uh, for one, it was it was cool for players when it was in Hawaii because they got to go a free trip to Hawaii. Uh, that was the redeeming factor of the Pro Bowl. And I was fortunate enough to go the last year they had it in Hawaii before they moved it to Orlando, which nobody wanted to go to Orlando and play in the Pro Bowl. So I think the difference is with other games, though, is in football, you have a much higher risk of injury playing in a Pro Bowl. Yeah, they're not going 100%, but still, you got to hit each other and stuff like that. In basketball, they don't play defense. It's literally they're trying to score 150, 200 points. They're not even trying. So, like, the chances of them getting hurt are less likely because they're not really trying. Um, baseball, you can have an aspect of a pitcher getting hurt uh, because most of the times when the players hit, they're not sprinting. It's all more of a jog, so it's more of a glorified um, – I guess not a walkthrough, but a glorified game. But the only thing that uh, MLB does is they tie who gets home field advantage in the uh, in the World Series to the Pro Bowl. So whatever side wins the Pro Bowl or the uh, All Star game in baseball, they the other side gets home field. They get the primarily home field games. Uh, so they do tie something to the All Star game. But I still don't think people play as much. The only issue you have there with issues with injuries is pitchers. And then in hockey is they actually do a four versus four or, or they less people are on the ice. So it's a more fast paced game and they're still, they're not playing like they normally do. And it's less chance of injury. So I think that's why the pro bowl went to the way it was for footballs because of the injury aspect. But again, I love what Josh Jacobs say. I don't know if y'all saw that when he's, when they asked him about it, he says, this shit is stupid. 
That was his yes. exact statement. Like, because it is. You're just it's it's a stupid stupid things. Longest drive has nothing to do with football. Dodgeball has nothing to do with football. You're just doing games. That's it. It doesn't actually show any ability of the players. Now, I didn't watch any of it. I just saw people who won, and I love the the response that Derek Carr said uh, when he won the precision passing, um, where he said, um, uh, "Have you ever been?" When they asked him, "Have you ever been this hot before?" He said, "No, I don't think so, because otherwise, I'd or else I wouldn't be going somewhere else." Which was perfect because. It just shows he should probably should have been in the Pro Bowl. Tyler Huntley shouldn't have been in the Pro Bowl. Like, it's it, it's it's so watered down. So many players are backing out of it because they don't want to waste their time. And you don't really – I don't know if they're making money for the Pro Bowl now. I know you used to get money for the game if, if you won and lost, but I don't know how it works now with the flag football and all the skills competitions. I would – Doubt they're paying them a lot of money for that, but I have no idea. What did they do with the O line and D line? That's what I've been trying Nothing. to figure out because I I hadn't seen them yet. I don't know what they're doing with that. I, I haven't seen anything. <laughs> Obviously, it's over now. I'm sure they did some competition with them. I don't know, but yeah, what did they do? Because you're not playing in the seven on seven. I don't think. Say that again, Tom. What do, What do y'all suggest for an O line competition like? You, you you set up a gorilla and see who can keep the gorilla from coming through or something like what, 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 are, you, what are you doing for the O line to show off their skills? <laughs> well, you do the same thing you're doing with the dodgeball or something. You have somebody that's only O lineman. Now I'm telling you, I'm I'm telling you right now, man. I think the greatest game to be played, honest to truth, is watching O lineman and D lineman from both teams play offense defense. With the all-time quarterback, but they're now seven on seven with the O line and the D line. That's more entertaining to me than watching skill position players play seven on seven because watching O lineman and D lineman play, it's going to be a physical ass. Uh, it's going to be very entertaining because that's something that's every O lineman's dream is to touch the ball and to give them that dream in a seven on seven would be absolutely amazing. But now here's the catch though. The catch of that entertainment is now uh, predicated upon the health of those that are out there because they're going to go way harder in this 707 than they would if they was playing an actual all-star game as it relates to the the uh, Pro Bowl. So it's it's a catch-22. And he's not lying because every O-lineman and D-lineman oh, play receiver. They can oh. do all this stuff, and they love it. They, they do a lot of this stuff in pregame. They go it, out there and play little games with themselves. Where they where they throwing each other balls, catching them, and like, oh, I see, I can do this. It's a whole nother yeah. level. And, and what's crazy is Gary is what people, a, a lot of people don't understand. And time, this may have slid by you, but it's regarded as one of the greatest kickoffs returns of all time. Number seventy five for the New England Patriots when he got the ball. It wasn't even a return touchdown. It wasn't Devin Hester. It wasn't uh, Malcolm, uh, what was his name? The one who used to throw up the X that was for Kansas City? Uh, Dante Hall. D- Dante Hall. It wasn't him. It wasn't um, uh, any other kick returner that you're used to hearing. It's number 75. I can't even think of his name. Big guy. But they, they said it's the greatest return of all time. And it was, what, 60, 70 yards? He fell short like 10 yards to, <laughs> to, to get the return. But give us these big guys 
doing stuff that get skilled position players do. That would be entertaining for me. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it'd be entertaining for Gary, not the tight ends. I'm talking about tackles, guards, centers, D linemen, uh, which would be nose tackles, three techniques, uh, defensive ends, not those stand up linebackers, because, you know, some of those stand up linebackers are like stupid like tj watt doesn't fit the description of being a down lineman is what i'm saying Correct. uh so i i'm saying give those guys an opportunity to touch the ball give them an all-time quarterback don't give them a quarterback that's in the league give them a quarterback like michael vick give them a quarterback like peyton manning versus eli manning give me give me give me quarterbacks like that that are throwing to these guys so now when a defender get Get a pick, it means something to them. I just picked off Peyton Manning. I just picked off – I've done something. I just picked off Tom Brady. I've done something that maybe a legendary cornerback has never done before. Give me those opportunities like that with those big guys, and you'll see that there will be an increase in the Pro Bowl because of why. You're now giving the players that normally don't get that type of notoriety – they get their names called because they don't have the ball in their hands. They now get some type of notoriety. And now everybody's trying to make the Pro Bowl because they now want to be that one that catch passes from a legendary quarterback or catch passes all in general in the Pro Bowl because they're now staying as Pro Bowl touchdowns. Right, Gary? Correct. Yeah. I Man, I got a Pro Bowl touchdown. I'm an old lineman, but I got a Pro Bowl touchdown. And they may be the only time they ever touch the ball in their entire NFL lives. So I would say that idea is much better than the what they put on for sure because yeah. people don't understand how much they do that and pregame that's a huge thing for O line. What's the golf shit? What was the golf shit about, Gary? Just like I don't, I don't like I golf. Like I, I, what I feel like the NFL was trying to do is they were trying to bite off of the all-star weekend that the NBA put on every year where it's like a weekend where you get all these skill challenges and stuff and then you get right to it and then you get the game. It doesn't work for football, Gary. It doesn't work at no. all. Like, I and I would, lo- I would love to see, I would love to see like uh, reverse roles. Uh, like give us some of that. Give us some of that. O-lineman, D-lineman, and seven on seven. Now you give me... Give me, uh, give me what I want to see. I want to see um, T.J. Watt. I want to see T.J. Watt. Uh, I want to see him block uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Let me see him block Ezekiel Elliott. We know for a damn sure that Ezekiel Elliott can't block him. Well, I've but always what, said uh, I would give me something that. that I don't see every day on Sundays. So I would. I've always said I would love to see because. Offensive guys always think defense is easy. Defensive guys always think offense is easy. I've always said, just as a mix of, I was ever in a, had NFL coach, which I never would because it's too time consuming. But I would have one day in training camp where it'd be like a relaxed day. Hey, you're going defense. You're going to offense. You get to learn ten plays. That's what we're running today. Offense. You're going to defense. You're all going to play defense today. You're going to learn ten plays, and you're going. That's going to be the practice for the day. Because everybody thinks the other side, it's easy for you. Until they go do it, then they'll learn. But now if you do it this, like you're saying, maybe you do something like that where you put all the defensive guys on offense, all the offensive guys on defense, and you have some kind of like competition like that. I think that could be interesting because who are you going to put at quarterback? Every DB thinks they can play quarterback. 
Every safety thinks, oh, I could play quarterback. It's easy. Every quarterback thinks they could play safety. So now you flip the roles and you can do like that as well. So like you're another, like you said, flag football aspect. So maybe you do that with the skill positions. You have them play opposite now. The defensive guys play offense. The offensive guys play defense. And then obviously you just leave the quarterbacks as is. Probably. But that way you can still do the same type of thing. So now you can think they're never going to put pads on again. That's not going to happen. Yeah. But this way you can at least, hey, you got to do the other position. Now you see what it's like. I I don't understand, like, how there's not a better way of filtering, like, these, like, an all-star weekend, like a Pro Bowl weekend. There is. Don't have it. Just give them a bonus. I guarantee if you just gave the players a bonus and money and said, we're not going to do all this, they'd be like, okay, perfect. Nah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do something, bro. And well, you and, can do and it I, like an a event or something like an award thing. But like, long as they, if if you tell the player, hey, you're getting twenty five thousand dollars for making the Pro Bowl, uh, but you don't have to go anywhere. Every player's like, okay, thanks. Uh, my season, because now the players that are that aren't playing the Super Bowl, they're like, well, my season's actually over now. Because if you did, if you made the Pro Bowl and you didn't play in the playoffs, you had to wait three weeks before you can even play another game. And then now you're risking that three weeks where you know you're not working out and you risk right. an injury going into doing all these events. Now, if you just say, hey, we're going to give you this money, you don't have to do anything, every one of those players are like, that's awesome. My, my, I got this whole time now. Right. I, I understand what you're saying. But every, every sport out there right now has an all-star game. I'm right. not saying that is right. I'm not saying that is wrong. I'm saying that every sport out there right now has an all-star game. How can we make this all-star game uh, not more likable, not more watchable, but uh, relatable in a sense of people actually want to see what you're putting out there? How can I get... Now, let's just... Let's be honest. The NFL has made a... uh, They have made a living off of the lives of young men like myself and you Gary and our youth and us playing the sport of football and when I say they have made lives we have come in we've taken a job they've offered us money and they now in turn make money off of us on the product that we put out there on the field you agree yes okay so as a result of that at the end of the season it has to come to a combination point to where okay this is like this is our all-star game. This is how we show you that these guys right here have played a lot better than everybody else. Now, how can I be relatable to everybody? What do you want to see these guys do that you have not seen them do already? Uh, that question, I don't know because I don't really care to see anything. <laughs> yeah, I know that you you because you play football. That's Correct. why I'm, I'm, this is more so directed at time right, yeah. from a sense of. What do you want to see from a TJ Watt? What do you want to see from uh, Tom Brady? What do you want to see that you didn't see during the season? Because obviously every person that's made the Pro Bowl, ideally you would think had a stellar season. Uh, They're at the top of their game. Not only are they all pro, but I mean, not only are they pro bowl, but they're all pro as well. So not only are they the best at their position, um, they're the best day position in the world. What do you want to see them do? You, the greatest catch I've seen them do that already in the game. How is that entertaining? Jumping on a trampoline, right? Yeah. We we we've seen that. I personally do like the quarterback skills competition, but that's probably about the only one. 
But the the reason why you you want to see the quarterback skills is because you want to see how accurate they are with the football. Not only do you want to see how accurate they are at throwing the football, Derek Carr, for instance, there's no way that I, I let me take a collective breath. Y'all want to take one with me when I say Ooh, y'all know, brush your teeth this morning. Y'all know damn well <laughs> that Derek Carr shouldn't have won the most accurate quarterback award. He ain't hit the broad side of the barn all damn year. For you to tell me that he's the most accurate quarterback in the National Football League based on Pro Bowl, which he's going against Huntley and uh, guys that normally wouldn't even play during the season if the guys that were starting wasn't hurt. It's different. It's different when you got somebody coming at you, chasing after you, and you got – uh, it's different. Accuracy is accuracy, man. I'm going to tell you. Uh, the, I'm saying, my, it, you got to admit, game time is different than you just sitting there just lofting the ball up all by yourself knowing that dude, you it, 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 it is different, but accuracy is accuracy. The most yeah, accurate but, quarterback that I have ever seen in my life, and y'all going to hate me for saying this, I'm talking about with my own two eyes, and I'm still trying to figure out how the hell he did something. Drew Brees was the most accurate quarterback I've ever seen play the game. I'm, with my own that. That's, that seems pretty pretty all right. I, I, I'm talking about like putting it wherever he wanted to put it. Granted, I've seen Tom Brady. I hadn't seen Tom Brady as much because we only played them maybe once every two years. I saw Drew Brees twice a year every year, and I'm just letting you know he was very accurate. I would wonder how he did it doing the things that he did without being able to see where the hell he was throwing the football was magical to me. So with that being said, if you put Drew Brees in there right now, Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady, some of the more prolific quarterbacks that ever played this game, you will find out that their accuracy is not what you thought it was because there's no way in hell you would have told me if I was placing bets, on who is going to be the most accurate quarterback coming out of the Pro Bowl, Derek Carr would have took my money. He would have 100% you gonna, took you gonna tell me You're you going to tell me in your life in playing sports, you ain't never saw somebody that was a way better practice player than they were in-game player. No. No, because if you're a great practice player, your ass playing in the game. That ain't true. What? It's, maybe it's more so in basketball. I know so many people that in basketball are way better at shooting around Whenever they're just well, see, this is what you got to understand. In football, you go with the hot hand. I'll give you a case in point. If 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 Tom Brady was to go down and the next quarterback was to come up and he was to get on the roll and start rolling, we're not saying that he's better than Tom Brady. We just saying this motherfucker rolling right now, and there's no point in us putting Tom Brady in there. Now you get what I'm saying? That's what I mean by it's different in the in the NFL because they gonna go with the hot hand. And they're going to try to stick with the high hand, whether it's a quarterback, whether it's a running back, whether it's a tight end, whether it's a wide receiver. You can but put a wide receiver. trying to tell me that there ain't no difference between what they were doing in that skills competition and what quarterbacks deal with in a football game. There no, nobody no because there's no correct way to hit a quarterback. They don't, even, they don't even hit the quarterback now. Literally what you saw in that skills challenge is what the quarterbacks do in the game. But there ain't, no cup, there ain't nobody covering the targets. You so you you think accuracy depends on so you talking about a, a a moving target that's covered versus just a moving target in general? 
Right, because you you can you can have a wide range, like of uh, you know that a wide receiver might have, but there's still somebody covering a big part of that range too, and that's part of it. A, a pass can be not that far off target and get intercepted. So, so I will say for both sides, I'll say yes. There's no pressure coming in, so it is a little. We have a little more time, uh, and then no on the target aspect because the precision it isn't. It isn't basing it off of uh, if it was intercepted or not. It was put in the spot that it was asked to be put in, and that's all they're doing. And that's where they're doing. They're putting the exact spot where it needs to go. Yeah, yes, but there the could be a defender, but like those targets are huge at the back of the end zone specifically. Like that big four point target at the back is huge. Oh, I agree. They that and that's on the NFL. They want points to be up. They want it to be look like it's easy. It shouldn't have be that easy. And that's on the NFL. That you can't blame them for that. But I'm saying that the because a lot of the targets they're putting the big one because it might be a bigger target or they're throwing it high because it's only where only one guy can get it. But still, it it doesn't make sense that it's so big. It doesn't need to be, especially if it's four points. It should be a little smaller, make it harder to hit. But that that's on the NFL. That's not can't blame the quarterbacks for that. Yeah, all I'm getting at is the reason that somebody like Derek Carr can win a competition like that is because it is a lot easier than what he's facing in a normal game. The so why can't the other quarterbacks win it then? Yeah. What? But I mean, I'm, I'm saying because other quarterbacks can, but I'm just saying, but like, that's why somebody like Derek Carr can win that. Well, nah. second place was Tyler Huntley. Yeah. I, so it's, it's not, I, I don't think you understand Tom. Every and in third place was Trevor Lawrence. who's supposed to be very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah, like like there is some things that have accurate. Now I want to I want to listen listen to that gear. Listen to that shit. Listen to that. Did you hear what you just said? What the top? I, I'm I'm gonna list off those three quarterbacks that he just gave. Uh, pro Bowl quarterbacks. I know. These are our Pro Bowl quarterbacks. These are quarterbacks that play out of their damn mind this year and among their peers. And the media chose them to represent uh, everything about them. Derek Carr, one. Huntley, two. Three, Trevor Lawrence. Get the fuck out of here, Tom. Get out of here, bro. Get out of here, bro. Get the hell out of here, bro. There's no way. What's wrong with Trevor Lawrence? What you mean what's wrong with Trevor Lawrence? He was good. He was. He, I, I, I'm fine with him being in there, but like. I don't get. I don't know who else you're having in because I'm look, looking look, at I'm, the list. I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name Austin awesome quarterback. I'm gonna name Austin awesome quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers. Was he's he there? NFC. He's what, NFC. Was was he there? No. Tom Brady. Tom, no. Tom Brady. Was he there? He should have been, but no. Was Lamar Jackson there? Tom Brady no. should have been there. Was 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 Tom Brady uh, had a better career than the other guy? Uh, it's not uh, about the career; it's about this year. Tom Brady had a terrible year. He had a better year than Tyler Huntley. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Was uh was uh Josh there? Is Josh there? Uh, Josh. Josh there? Allen. Oh no, he had a, he was playing in the him and Aaron Rodgers were playing in golf instead, golf tournament. Oh, I know, I know. I'm 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 only yeah. saying this not because they wasn't chosen. I'm talking about who's there. We're talking about who's there, not the reason why they're not there. Yeah. So if the Pro Bowl really was what everybody say it is, we wouldn't be talking about the ones that are not there. We're and talking Tom, about the ones Tom that are Tom Brady there. had better stats than Trevor Lawrence, by the way, this year. 
Uh, what were his stats? Go ahead and read his stats off. Uh, Tom Brady had 4,694 4, yards, 25 TDs, and nine interceptions. And then Trevor Lawrence, one second. Let me pull it up. Y'all can talk while I do this. Yeah. I, I All I'm saying is, is the quarterbacks that are there does not move the needle in terms of – and we all know that this is a quarterback-driven league. Whenever the Pro Bowl is announced – it all is predicated on what quarterbacks show up. Nobody gives a damn about T.J. Watt. Nobody gives a damn about uh, um, uh, uh, the the number eleven. Um, is it McPherson? Uh, um, Parsons. Nobody, Parsons. Nobody gives a damn about him. Michael Parsons. Nobody cares about him. Nobody cares about Diggs. Nobody cares about these phenomenal receivers. You know who people care about? They care about what quarterback is going to show up and run the team. And when the quarterbacks that show up is Derek Carr, the quarterbacks that are show up is Huntley, the quarterbacks that are showing up is Trevor Lawrence, you think that's going to move a damn needle time? Trevor, Get out of here. So Trevor Lawrence was 4,100 yards, 25 TDs, and eight interceptions. So Tom Brady had a better career, a better season. Right, but look at who Tom Brady has at wide receiver. We don't have to look at you. Can't help who you work with, bro. You can't help who you work with. You can't help. We we we've had that. I'm saying is he should have had a much better season than that. Gary, was Dak Prescott there? Uh, don't think so. Mm. Was he? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Is Kirk Cousins there? Yes, he was. Yes, Kirk Cousins was there. Yes, Geno Smith was there, and Geno Smith was there too. They deserve it. They deserve it. You can tell I didn't watch it, but <laughs> so so this is this is why I have a problem with you saying they deserve it, okay? And <laughs> Jared Goff was the other one. <laughs> Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. Hey, hey, Jared uh, Goff went Jared off this year. You know what I'm saying? Come on. on. So we have Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Tyler Huntley, uh, Derek Carr, and Trevor Lawrence was the six. This is a this is a joke, bro. This is a joke. Are you serious? Are I you serious? Like for Hunter, now, they just, did they now, just go down the list and people kept saying no or something? So, so th- this, is, this, <laughs> this is why I say this is a joke, bro. This is an absolute joke. Like, you could still say if you wanted – obviously they weren't going to do it, but Deshaun Watson had a better season than Huntley, but they weren't going to put him in there. So so the, the reason Actually, why I have an up. issue with this – the reason why I have an issue with this, there's nothing against those quarterbacks that are here. I'm not saying that these quarterbacks are not good. What I'm saying is, is their predecessors, the ones that are older than them, the Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's, the 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 quarterbacks that mean something to this league, the Patrick Mahomes. Like, here, here's my thing, and it, what bothers me. If Patrick Mahomes made the damn Pro Bowl, Patrick Mahomes should be there doing interviews and doing what it is. He don't, we're, not ex, we're not telling you to participate in the game or anything like that. We just want to show that, hey, you – why? Because Patrick Mahomes moved the needle. That's why the Pro Bowl should be after the Super Bowl. It's unbelievable, man. It is unbelievable. So I, I, want, to, I want to pivot a little bit from the Pro Bowl. I got a question for both of you. Yeah. Uh, it's more of like how, how did they handle this? So I just saw recently that they uh, the NFL is going to actively look at eliminating the hip drop tackle. Which is the tackle that just it was 
freak accident, but the guy landed on Tony Tony Pollard's ankle and he was out for the rest of the year. But like a hip grabbing him by the hip and falling while they're running away from you. And he just happened to land on his ankle. And now they're gonna think about taking it away because of one freak injury. Well, that is a well, tackle. Well now hold up now, Gary. Now hold up. You gotta see who we talking about here. You gotta see who we talking about here. And I'm yeah, gonna take bro. this, I gotta take this collective breath. Because I really don't want to say anything positive about the Dallas Cowboys, okay? I don't want to say anything positive about them. And it pains me to say this, but the only reason why they're looking into changing this thing is because of who it happened to and Pollard and the effect of the injury when it happened. We all knew that when Pollard went down, the Cowboys didn't have a shot, bro. It was a wrap. Because he literally does like everything for them. Very similar to the, the horse collar tackle. It just depends on where it happened, when it happened to it, and the impact at, 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 on the game. Very similar to uh, uh, New Orleans Saints, Gary. When they hit the uh, defenseless receiver, it wasn't called, and they went to the Super Bowl, and they won it. The NFL came back, and what did they say? We can now review all pass interference. So – and that, when that happened, it screwed up the game. All I'm saying is, is the only reason why we're talking about this is going to go away, Gary, because that drop tackle literally saves every quarterback when they throw a pick. It saves every kicker when they get their ass ran over. It it, it affects too many people for them to say, "Hey, we got to take the safeties." Use that the 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 free the, the free safety. The one that's not the headhunter, that's not the strong safety, the one that come down and light your ass up, he used drop tackle. Yeah. Well, so how do you take is, that away? How, how? That's what I'm asking. How can the, the NFL say, oh, we're going to actively look at trying to change this? What, what, are, what are defenders supposed to do now? Like you can't hit up high. You can't hit uh, You can't hit in the waist now if you're behind. If you're chasing them, how are you supposed to tackle them then? Because the only way you're supposed to be able to do that, if you can catch them, is get their hips and tackle them. Because you're not going to be able to jump on their back and get them. Like I don't know what they're expecting because of a freak injury. It does not. It should not change the thing. It's already hard enough for our defenders for tackling, and now it's going to be even harder. It just makes no sense. It just shows the the craziness that the NFL is. They're trying to make it all about scoring. They want high scoring games, and that's what they're showing. Yeah, I well, I don't know if they necessarily want high scoring games. They they're trying to put out a product that their customers will like, that they won't complain about. Like how what can we put out that that'll give us the minimal amount of complaints? And I think that's what they're when when there's a like the overtime rule, Gary. The overtime rule should have been changed years ago. Correct. But it took so much to happen and for people to say, hey. I'm going to keep my dollars in my pocket until y'all fix this problem. And the NFL fix that shit the next year. Everybody get a possession. Like this shit, like regular, it's like a regular game now. Like now when you go into overtime, it's, there's no, there's really no rules. You just play to the end of the, the extra time now. Well, you both get an opportunity to get the ball. So you both get an opportunity to score. If yep. the first one don't score and the second one don't score, it's the next field goal. Correct. Is it not? By the time both of y'all get one possession and the time Most they get you, a lot of time's gone. Usually, it's yes. gone. That's what I'm saying. So it's 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 a regular quarter now. Is what they're basically giving you. The problem is, as you saw with the two playoff games, uh, the championship games, the t- the officiating was terrible. 
So you're going to put another call that's going to be a judgment call on referees to make that if it's a hip ta- uh, tackle or not, a hip drop tackle. Like, that's just outrageous to me. They're already struggling enough as it is to be competent, and now you're going to make it even harder for them? Like, I put a lot of that stuff on the NFL on making the NFL's the referees' jobs harder because they make so many things on judgment calls and they don't allow it to be changed that if their judgment's wrong, they just get crucified for it. And they, they have ways to fix it. Sorry, like, come here. But they just don't. What did you say, Ty? I'm, t- did he, you say he was supposed to be muted and he wasn't? You know, typical <laughs> Yeah. So I, I want to pivot again since time's not able to do transitions oh, anymore. I have a I have a question I want to okay. bring up to y'all real quick. But yes. If, you have, if yours is related with this, Gary, keep going. But my because mine's totally different. Mine's a to- different sport. Oh, mine's a totally different topic, not even involving sports. No, so go ahead then. So we're sitting here watching Netflix the other day, right? Have y'all seen the show White Lotus? No. No, I've heard people talking about it though. It sounds very drama filled. Oh, total drama, and it's just crazy. But it brought up a, a point that I want to ask. I want to ask okay. if I can get this baby to stop crying. So what? 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 So there's this part where it's like this couple, this woman, and this guy. They fake like they had this perfect relationship, yada yada yada. But the woman knows she's getting cheated on by her husband, but she has the whole world given to her. So like. She goes on all these exotic trips, doesn't have to worry about money, but she knows she's getting cheated on by her husband however so often. So I look at Cynthia, I'm like, so would you rather have a life where you're going to have all the money in the world, can take all the trips, but you know your partner is cheating on you all the time, or would you rather live a normal life where you don't get to go on all these exotic trips, have all this money, but your partner is faithful? What do you think most people pick? She tries to tell me, oh, I'd rather have a faithful partner. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> I think if you could have a life where you get to just do whatever you want, travel wherever you want. and you So, <laughs> so Tom, Tom, I, I, would, I would say this. I would say that this is a gender thing. The way that guys think and the way that women think are completely different. Correct. And so because of that difference, this conversation that you want to have is going to be bad because it's going to be one-sided. <laughs> so I will say it's going to be they're, one-sided. They're, so I'm I'm not going to speak on this. I will because I yeah, Gary going to jump all over this. I'm just going to listen. So there will be some women that would choose the money and stuff like that. I would say predominantly some. probably wouldn't. Most would probably say the faithful, and I would say 98% of men are going to choose the other one. They're not going to care. Uh, but in, in reality, you're not going to know half the time if your significant other's faithful or not, because people have both sides have gotten really good at hiding what they're doing. So like you can think you're in a perfect loving relationship, normal, all that kind of stuff and faithful, but you truly have no idea. You can assume you do, but some people are just masters at that kind of stuff. And it's outrageous that they do that, but it's true. But I would say to answer your question, I think it would for me, it would depend on the whole aspect of, is that money guaranteed? I need stipulations in there because, like, could that money be taken away from me? 
because he asked. He said, "So if she was traveling everywhere and and cheating and all that stuff, and I had all the, and we had all the money and we could do whatever, but I just had to deal with it. Can that money be taken away? Like, could she just leave and I get all all that money's gone and I just got to deal with that? Or is this guaranteed locked in that no matter what happens, if something happens, all this money stays? That would change the interpretation of how I would go about what I would choose. Because I wouldn't choose it for a year and then." It'd be all gone, and then I'm down to nothing. I would just choose the normal relationship because then it's good. So I, I would have stipulations involved. I, I, you should have just did what I did, Gary. Just not had this conversation. You <laughs> no, just, I don't care. You sound even worse, man. You made it sound like it was a business, and you was no, operating. It, it's a business to her such, at that point. It's a hypothetical situation. I, I know, and that's what I'm saying. And you turned it into a business plan, bro. That's hypothetically, it's a business to her. She's willing to do all that stuff, so I got to make sure I'm taking care of. If I'm getting, it, if I'm getting certain things happen to me, I got to be taken care of as well. Hey, Gary, Halloween. So if not, then I would just take normal. So in in White Lotus, I got a couple of questions because I, I I've never seen it, and I just to kind of give do you do you have any backstory or background for us? If I ask questions to kind of answer them or not? Uh, it depends, because I, I didn't really watch the full thing. I kind of just tuned in for like one or two episodes while so she no, was he watching. Does not. Okay. I do know a little bit of the backstory for that. Okay, so, so the only backstory I would I would does he know that she knows that he's cheating? I don't think he knows that she knows. Okay, all right. So that that's a big thing because at that point, then she thinks she's getting away with it. Yes. So the it's you're talking about if you know if you're the person that's not the husband if you're in the shoes of the wife. Yes, that's what if I'm in the shoes of the wife, since I said I wasn't going to talk about it and I'm going to talk about it, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. You asshole. I think what it is, is it seemed like to me, like maybe the first time she caught him cheating, they acknowledged it. But then ever since then, she's like she made it seem like she took the power back in her hands. And instead of like getting upset and being a victim, she just goes and does whatever she wants whenever she like. So like, so she does the same thing. I well, it didn't say if she cheats, but like, so in this instance, she they were over in Italy or something, and she just went to like a different country and rented out uh, a big hotel for the night or something. Oh, they're doing the same thing. Hundred percent. They're both doing the same thing. Then you're fine. You're swingers now. Do what yeah, you want. You're fine. That's cool. Well, it never said that she cheated. She just kind of went just like. It's implying. If she's yeah. going to another country and Britain, well, whole- no, because she was there with another girl that was on the show, and that's how, like, well, no, how- it, it, it's not. It's but what you're not understanding, what we're trying to get you to understand, Tom, it's not what you see, it's what he thinks and know. Correct. He thinks so that she's we, doing the same thing, yeah, and he's going to do you, it too. You see it as like, oh, she's not doing anything, but now put yourself in his shoes, and she pull that move. What are you going to think, Tom? That's what I'm saying. We 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 just trying to. I I, I get what you're saying though. I, I get what you're saying. Because as a show, you see both perspectives. Yeah. And if you're in that situation, you're not. You're only seeing your perspective, and that's all you go by. So if you see right. your significant other leave the country and go rent out a whole other place and leave you in this country, you're gonna do what you want because you're gonna assume that they're doing what they want. Well, here, here here's the situation in that. So like they were there with one of his college friends and his significant other and like at the beginning you just see the college friend and his girlfriend 
uh, slash wife. Can't remember exactly what they were. Maybe wife. But just like talking about how like they fight so much behind the scenes, like, and they look at uh, the the rich guy and his wife, and they're like, they don't ever fight. Uh, they must have the perfect relationship. Yada yada. And well, when the wife goes her separate way, she goes with the wife of the college friend and the college buddy and the other guy stay there. And that's when the college buddy gets to see his friend cheat on his wife for the first time with these like two Italian hookers. They just like party and like he tries to draw in his friend into cheating on his wife. He's like, hey, it's not a big deal. Like this is what people in our position do because his his new friend had just come into a lot of money. Um, he's like, this is what people like us do. And, you know, his friend, like, he kind of, like, battles with giving into, you know, the temptation to cheat. Which, here's another thing. So, so here's another interesting question that came out of this. So, him and his friend are partying with these girls. You know, his, the college buddy's kind of just along for the ride. You can, ke- you can tell he's trying, like, to still be really faithful. And, well, these two girls come up to their room. And, you know, the, the college roommate is hammered at this point. And one of the girls goes to, like, kiss him. And then he, like, stops her. And he's like, no, I can't do this. I love my wife. And he, like, goes away. And so both of the girls just stay with the other rich guy the whole night. Well, um, so he doesn't do anything, right? But he was in the position where something could have happened. And so I looked at Cynthia because later on, like, his girl finds out. Um, and I was like, man, look, my man actually did good by stopping. And she goes, what the hell you mean? I'm like, well, he didn't do anything. She goes, I say, he don't get credit for stopping her from like, and like actually doing, she goes, no, he don't get credit because he should have never put himself in that situation to begin with. So does that guy get credit for not going through with cheating on his wife or because he allowed himself to get in that situation, he's still a bad guy. So again, I think this is the same thing D said earlier. It's the perspective of a female versus male. Yes. Because the male, like, if, if I saw my girl and she was out <clears> and, <throat> and she didn't do something, you get credit. You didn't do anything. Yeah. I should get the same credit. But, again, most nah. women don't see it that way. Guys might see it that way more than women will. So I think that's where that whole aspect gets twisted because, like you said, she's like, oh, he shouldn't have been in that position. It's his friend. He didn't know he was going to be in that position. So that's the thing is, like, you can't – like, you're assuming that you know that this person is going to put you in that situation and – you're going to hate them for them. No, there's when you're hanging out with your friends, you have no idea what position you're going to be put in at that moment. Like, you really don't. Like, depending on what the whole situation is, so, you don't know. So, like, so, I would say, yes, he gets credit. He should not be hated on because he did not follow through with anything. So, this is the this is the problem that I have with this whole scenario and this whole situation and and us having to see it from different gender point of views. Is because I'll give you, I'm going to give you the same situation, but I'm going to give it to you with a different twist. One is going to be all guys and one's going to be all girls. A girl who is completely single, a girl who is completely single is out with her married friend. The girl who is completely single get absolutely shit faced and she meet a guy that she's she she's been knowing for a long time. They have been friends with each other forever. Well, you being the friend that you are, you want to make sure that she get to where she's supposed to get to and get there safe, right? You get her there, you get her there safe. Y'all are both there, 
and in pops this other friend that try to hit on you. You stop her. I mean, she stopped. She's like, oh, no, this is not right. Uh, you know, I just want to make sure that my friend's okay. I'm going to go out here. I'm going to make sure that my friend is all right. The only reason why I even came over here is to make sure she was cool, calm, collect. No harm, no foul. You agree, Tom? Okay. There's no difference from this married man bringing this two chicks back and his roommate making the decision not to sleep with this chick because maybe he was just trying to make sure that his married uh, college roommate made it to where he was supposed to make it to you see there's no difference the only difference is is that from her perspective as a woman you should have never put yourself in that position right as a man you like hey you didn't do it the end result is that you didn't do it we're okay with that because the end result the women are going they gonna get mad at the process women get mad at the process men just want to know the end result what happened Oh, nothing. All right, we cool then. Let's roll on. We don't even hear the story. Right. There's no point exactly. in hearing the story. We cool. <laughs> exactly. The women will pick at the process. Men just want to know what happened. Like, give me what? What, what was the end? What? What, what did you? Right. Yeah. And you and and you may be lied to, but hey, we're not asking questions to find out. We ain't we ain't trying to figure all that out. You done already told us what we needed to know. <laughs> but and but that's also why men are simple in that aspect as as well because like we don't we don't overthink that stuff we don't we don't we don't care as much in that aspect because we don't want to know every every detail because we may not like to hear it and we may not want to hear it so we just say hey okay that's fine we're good to go then okay uh, but now since uh, we jumped off a completely different topic with the White Lotus. I yeah. want to get to. Uh, I want to go to basketball. I want to talk about this Kyrie Irving trade. I want to know what y'all thought process. I know Time's more of our resident basketball expert. I say that, but he only literally watches basketball like once a year, so I doubt he really is. But so, so I want to know Kyrie. Irving. So when we was talking about this in pre-production gear, I was hoping that we never got to this topic because this is going to be bombarded with LeBron James talk. Okay, he's not on the Lakers, so we don't need to. Okay. Um. So is this not like the third or fourth or fifth time? I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm not an LA Laker fan. I'm. I'm not an LA Laker fan at all. Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, wholeheartedly, that's my squad. Okay, that's my squad. But for some reason, the Lakers and the NBA does not agree. Anytime the Lakers try to put a super team together. They always block it, like Kyrie Irving or, I mean, A.B., I don't know. I, I'm not really sure how that worked out in terms of them because the only way that LeBron James was going to win another championship was in the bubble. I know you don't want to hear that, time, but that was the only way he was going to get another championship. There's no more coming. There's no more. It's a wrap. That, that window, we, that window is closed. Yeah, they ain't winning anymore. There's not even a window anymore. It's a wrap for LeBron. Unless LeBron go to a team that's already established and him help them, there's no way that he's. Can, can you at least admit that as a rational? Can, can you can time? you admit that? Like Father Time has now kicked in. He is a great NBA player. LeBron James is, as Michael Jordan was too. But Michael Jordan on the Wizards is nothing like Michael Jordan on the Bulls. LeBron James with the Cavaliers and with the Miami Heat 
is not the same LeBron that's playing with the Lakers. Can hold we on, agree with this? Hold on, before he responds, here's what he's going to say. He's like, oh, look at his numbers. He's putting up numbers. Yes, he's putting no, up he's numbers. Look, he's looking winning. at numbers before he responds. That's but what he's doing winning. right now. And that's all that matters is they're not winning. So he was able to right. will teams to win when he was in Miami and Cleveland. He's not able to do that with this team. So I don't see them even getting close. They're not going to yeah. make the playoffs this year. What's the point of putting up 60 points tonight if you're losing by 15? Wait, all right, ask, I don't know. Let's ask Michael Jordan and Kobe. They both did that. No, hey, we didn't. What I'm, we, saying no, is, no. what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is you brought up Michael Jordan on the Wizards, and that's not even close to what LeBron is doing. What? Come on now. What? The, the, the Lakers made the playoffs last year, right? Here's the thing. Did the, the Lakers, Lakers make that? That's not what I asked you. I said the Lakers made the playoffs last year. Since you're going to tell me that this is not the same situation, did they make the playoffs? No, did LeBron no. have a great year last year? Yep. No, he did. Boy. Hey, okay. here's my question. Here's my I'm question. not going to argue with you about it, man. Here's I'm going to let you have it. You. Here's my question to you. What, what, what about LeBron's game is, is he unable to do right now? What the reason win. they're not able to win is because the the team is not good enough to pull off wins in and out every but night. You said the here's, team wasn't good enough when he here's had. The thing. Here's the thing. On this team, they're thirteenth in the West, but they're like four games out of fifth place. You do realize that, right? They're going okay. So you think they're going You have a chance to win a championship. <laughs> I think if AD stays healthy, they have enough to win a championship. Yeah. No. Yeah. Can y'all wake me up when this that, is over? That's just delusional. I don't think – I don't think – but here's the reason I believe that. It's because I think that LeBron is still good enough to carry a team to a championship. No. And that's where you're wrong. It's true, though. That's where you're wrong. They can't even win. He can't do it right now. He has to have AD. Look, look. Before you go. You said so many times, look at the teams he had, the Cavs. He had nobody on his team, but he still got to the finals. You're saying now, oh, if AD's healthy, he can get to the finals, but LeBron can still carry him. If he doesn't have AD, he can't do it. You just said – you. so that's where you contradict between the arguments with LeBron in the past. Well, yeah. Now. You're saying he can still do it. No, he can't. I mean, here's the thing. Honestly, it will depend on how the things fall. Obviously, I don't like their chances. As much without AD, they don't like their chances. Okay, they don't like their chances. Here's a simple question: Will LeBron win another NBA championship in his? Oh career? yeah, he's gonna win at least two more. You're outrageously. <laughs> that's I don't even know how to respond to that. That just might be one of the dumbest statements I've ever heard. Lock it in. Well, how, how much money are you willing to put on that? You want to put a thousand dollars on it right now? Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm not that rich. <laughs> All right, you want to put five hundred on it right now? I put. Wait. Well, see. Look. Let's put. I was gonna go five dollars. I'll put a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. He doesn't wait. win two more championships. Well, let's let's, crazy let's do half. Let's do half. Let's put it at point five. So that means if he wins one more, I win. If he doesn't win any more, you win. How about that? One's a push. You got to win by uh, getting two. Yes. Uh, if he doesn't win, win uh, well, hold up. A, a better question is this, Tom. I and and Gary, don't you say shit, Tom? How many years do you think? He has left. I'm going to say at least four. We want to thank y'all for joining the Cinnamon and Sugar <laughs> podcast. Um, it's been great. We really enjoyed y'all joining us. But because of that last statement, Tom has now 
agreed to random drug tests. He will play at the most two more because he will play one with his son and then he'll be done. After he plays one year with his son, I think he's done. Bro, the 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 most shocking thing that I've ever seen in the National Football League, uh, and I've said it several times, and this will be the first time I've said it on the podcast, but I thought Tom Brady was going to play until he was 65. I'm going to tell you why I thought he was going to play until he was 65. After he went through the breakup with Giselle, when Giselle gave him the ultimatum, you either choose me and this family or you choose football. And he was like, you know what? I'm choosing football. I was like, this dude going to play till he's 65. He now has a reason to play until he's 65 to now find out that he just wanted out their relationship. Like, that motherfucker said, I'm going back. I'm going to play this one year, get rid of your ass, and then I'm going to retire. That's crazy what Tom just did. And now it's reported that he may sign a 10-year deal for $375 million to go into TV. What you can know you... the funny thing about that? His $375 million for 10 years is more money than he made in his 22 years in the NFL with $333 million. <laughs> Think about that. Now, you tell me, Tom, what was really going on over there in the Brady household where he couldn't be like, well, just give me one more year and we can work this thing out. Perspective, bro. Perspective. Like, I've seen, so when I saw that, you know how you feel like like the internet or like the world just speak to you? And like, I didn't, I didn't get it because... I was looking at this video, Gary, and I'm pretty sure you saw it, where this woman walked in. I guess this was like a meme or like a video where this guy was playing the video game and his girlfriend walked in, grabbed the stick, and she said, it's either me or you. And like he put the headphones on and then it's Tom Brady walking out. And I was like, I don't get that. Like it didn't make sense. But then now. <laughs> I know exactly what it means. I know exactly what it means now. <laughs> he chose the game. Yes. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. But the truth of the matter is, is for ages, Gary, for ages, it has always come down to what a person is into versus a person that they love and having to make an ultimatum between those two. So it's crazy. I've always said never give anybody an ultimatum because you're usually going to dislike what their choice is. It's usually not going to be the choice you want it to be. Really? So I think for most people, no matter who you are, if you're given an ultimatum, you're going to choose that the other person, the choice that you like, not the one the other person expects you to pick most of the time. So I'm going to tell you something, and it may it I it, it may be a hot button topic, but I think the word ultimatum, ultimatum, just the word itself, has a negative stigma to it. Very similar to the word settling. If anybody said they settling, it has a negative connotation to it. I, I think. I would agree. Uh, settle definitely does. I don't know yes. how ultimatum would though. Uh, because anytime you give somebody an ultimatum, you're making them choose between two things that they love. And if you didn't give them the ultimatum, then it wouldn't be a negative thing because they could still enjoy the two things that they love. Correct. You're telling them to choose between. Anytime you hear ultimatum, you're taking two great things. Maybe it's not a great thing to the eyes of the people that's giving the ultimatum, but it's an the ultimatum is essentially coming to you 
Tom Brady. If I'm Tom Brady, you're giving me, you're making me choose between football, something I absolutely love, against my family, which I, I, I ultimately love. And now everything's predicated on, okay, what if I love my job more than I love my family? Then now the world's going to judge me on that. Correct. Now, other way around, if I chose my family, the world's still going to judge me on that because people that don't necessarily agree with family gatherings are going to run with, dude, I can't believe you gave up football. And all the, the football people are like, bro, y'all can't believe you gave up your family. So it's a catch-22 on an ultimatum. That's why I say it has a negative connotation that comes with it because anytime you give somebody an ultimatum, that person you gave that ultimatum to has to make a decision. Which is why I said most of the time you're probably not going to like that choice they make. So don't ever give ultimatums to people because you're not going to like it most of the time. Do you think they're necessary, though, Gary? No, I don't think they are. I think you just you don't give an ultimatum. You say, hey, we'll find a way to balance these versus you give an ultimatum. I think balance would be the word because usually if it's ultimatum, like how do we – or you're choosing one or the other. Why can't you balance them both out? Why can't you figure out a way to balance it? So now you work with them to try and figure out a way to balance that situation, whatever the two things are. But if you give an ultimatum, they're usually going to choose the one that they – that you don't like most of the time because for one it's already like you just gave me an ultimatum you just seriously gave me an ultimatum okay now it's more like i'm gonna stick it to you i'm picking the other one no matter what because you're trying to make me choose but it ain't even it ain't even sticking it to you man the ultimatum is a again when i say it has a negative it it, it has a negative connotation yeah. to it it really does oh, i do i agree so, so when you when you give somebody an ultimatum though gary when you give them an ultimatum the person that you have choose between something they like and something maybe they don't like or whatever the case may be based off of yourself, yourself. Like I, I honestly believe that a woman and or man is selfish when you tell a man or a woman that you want this, 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 this. And said man goes out or said woman goes out and try to provide those things for you. But in the course of providing those things for you, it take a lot of the time that we supposed to spend together. Like, I'll give you a case in point, And I'm going to speak from a man's perspective because I, I can't really speak from a woman's perspective. I can always try, but I always screw it up this way. I know I'm safe speaking from a man's perspective. So from a man. Uh, if a woman, if my wife was to come to me and say, hey, I want this, 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 and I am said to provide that for, then she has to know that that's going to come with some disconnect between her and I spending time to each other because I now have to go work for what it is she said that she wanted. So that time now is taken from us being like, oh, I don't ever see you anymore. We don't ever hang out. Well, shit, you just told me you wanted this, 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 and this. That shit costs money, and I got to go out and make it happen. Well, I don't think you have to speak from a woman's perspective. You could just say, hey, the same situation in the woman's you yeah. situation. So it's the same It's the same perspective same both ways. It doesn't have to be speaking from one or the other because if you just put a woman in the same shoes, they may have to be the one working, doing all this stuff, and keeping time away, and he may want more time. Or she may want more time, but she's always working. She's like, oh, well, I'm doing all this stuff for us. So that's the thing. is like there is sacrifices to achieve certain things that the other person wants. And see, that's the thing, though, Gary. I think that's why I think – hear me out here. Hear me out. I'm going to bring this all together. Hear me out. 
I think that's why a negative connotation comes with making an ultimatum is because there's no there's no talking about it. You're literally giving something up. You're not it's not a settle. It's not a compromise. It's not a balance. When you give an ultimatum, you have to give something up Correct. that you love or that you liked or that you was that has been a better part of your life for however long it has. Correct. No, I agree. I, I would agree with you. And I want to hear Time's opinion on this and then Time okay. you can wrap us out. Yeah, there's there's balances in life that come with anything. And honestly, I feel y'all heard the old adage. It's like you see you where where you see a fine woman uh, out. This, uh, there's always a goddess done dealing with her bullshit somewhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, people might think Giselle. You know, I, I've honestly, I've this is off topic. I've never really found her super attractive for her to be the number one supermodel in the world. Well, see, this is what you got to understand, too, Tom. And I'm going to say this after you finish, but go ahead. But, um, you know, maybe it just wasn't working out. And Tom was like, you know what? At the risk of losing my family, <laughs> I'd rather play football. And that's just what happened. And uh, I think maybe maybe they're both they're both better for it. But did y'all – you know what's funny? I, I, I saw something that's true. It's like it was a meme. It says, boy, when a woman is done with you, she starts talking to you like she's a HR. <laughs> because somebody asked her how she felt about Tom's retirement. She goes, I wish him the best in his future endeavors. <laughs> or something like well, that. And the thing is, you saw she moved on really quick. And right. then there have been rumors he's moved on, but nothing's been confirmed. So, like, it may have been the best thing for him. Again, things happen where relationships may fall apart. And that could True. have been also part of it as well. It could have. It it one hundred percent could knows. have. Nobody knows, but we do know this: Tom Brady's still playing football, and uh, Giselle is still modeling. So Correct. none of that. The the only thing that's different for them is they're not in each other's lives like they uh, used to be. But what I was gonna say earlier, Tom, is I I'm gonna say this, and it may make sense, it may not, but I know we gotta go. But when people say beauty is skin deep, like it really is, bro, there's no woman out there, including Beyonce, bro, uh, including like um, uh, Oprah Winfrey. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you look, like how you look. You could be the most beautiful person in the world uh, or be considered as one. It's not how you look. It's how you feel you're being treated. That when 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 you feel like you've been treated like shit, bro, you act like that. When you feel, it's how you feel. Because you probably look at your girlfriend or your wife or you probably see this woman all the time or you see this man all the time and you're just like, oh, man. But at the end of the day, if they make you feel like shit, you're not with them. You with somebody else. There's a lot of women or men that people have passed up and people in relationships just like, damn, man, she's so or he's so this. I can't believe you said no. or You didn't want that. Like, nah, it just wasn't my uh, just the feeling one there. We, we see it all the time. We see it with Beyonce and Jay-Z. How the hell are they together? Well, I think like you said, when you mentioned the uh, beauty's only skin deep. 
I think like that's a huge thing. People think, oh, she's she's bad. She's that's the most attractive girl, but she could be a terrible person, oh, and you don't want to deal with that. And that doesn't keep a relationship. And that's the thing is, people have no idea how people are. They just see the outside. And they're like, oh yeah, she's awesome. Why is she in with somebody? Well, there could be reasons why. Same with him. Why is this guy not with anybody? Man. Well. Maybe he's just a terrible person, and when people get to know him, they realize, oh, he's not good to be with, so I'm not going to be with them. And that could be why a lot of it – that's why you see other people that aren't with, like, oh, they have issues with somebody who's super attractive because yeah. something could be something wrong with them as a person where they're not, like, a great person to be around for an extended amount of time. So it doesn't work out. But people don't yeah. see that. You don't hear about it. So people don't know. They just guess and assume. But that's a lot of it, probably what it is. Yeah, I, I, and again, we all have that always single friend, Gary, you are that always single friend, okay? <laughs> we always got one of those. They are single for a reason. <laughs> I'm not saying that he has any character flaws. I'm just saying he he's single for a reason. <laughs> Wait, can we, can we confirm that Gary is single? Gary doesn't confirm anything or deny anything. <laughs> Gary doesn't talk about relationships on the podcast. Hold on, Gary, because you don't talk about them off either. And here is where we experience some technical difficulties. So if you have made it to this portion of the podcast, <clears throat> Gary cut us off. We would like to apologize for those technical difficulties, but we will be back next week with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. We out! You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 